It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. I don't know how much trouble we're in for missing this. Completely overlooking such a a massive event. But I'll tell you what. I bet there are some really super-duper butthurt folks out there because we didn't acknowledge it. And you clowns over at eventguide.com, shame on you for not having it. Oh, sure. You'll list National Ice Cream Month National Deli Salad Month. So all the fat people will drool. You'll try to gaslight us with Cell Phone Courtesy Month. When everyone knows cell phone courtesy is an oxymoron. You'll even try to trigger Rita Thunberg, AOC, and all the other hysterical eco-morons out there with Air Conditioning Appreciation Month. But you left off, completely forgot, International Super Special Pain-in-the-Ass Pronoun Day. But before we get to that, and before I forget, which I will, I did want to wish world-renowned gay-for-pay actor Benedict Cumberbatch a happy belated 46th birthday. You, sir, are our favorite gay for pay actor here on the Miller Frost podcast. I know that up and coming, world renowned gay for pay actor, Taryn Edgerton, that little Twinkie boy, he's out there trying to usurp you, take away your title. But, sir, No matter what, to white boy Malcolm X and me, you'll always be our number one world-renowned gay-for-pay actor. And that fake queen, white boy Malcolm X, he's almost as old as us. Not quite. We got seven years on him. Not that that's something to brag about. But getting back to international super special pain-in-the-ass pronoun day, which I guess technically that goes by the designation International Non-Binary People's Day, a distinction without difference, which we completely missed. It was on Thursday the 14th, just over a week ago. And how's this from Pink News? Those girls over at Pink News On International Non-Binary People's Day, we need less toxic politics, more respect for our humanity. So less toxic politics 
and more respect for our humanity. Tell that to J.K. Rowling, to Voldemort. Tell that to the people they go after if they say something like, you know, I'm not so sure there are 100 plus genders out there. Where's the respect for their humanity? Don't you just love the gaslighting from these folks? Always playing the victim. Oh, poor me. No one is using my super special pain in the ass pronouns. But let someone say something that doesn't completely validate their mental neuroses. Oh, your words are violence. Oh, you're a bigot. You get suspended from woke Twitter or woke Instagram. Speaking of getting a spanking on on woke Twitter, man, I really do hope Elon, he buys that at some point. But this guy I follow, and I'm not going to mention his handle because I don't want to get him in any trouble. But he had something up there that trigger the crap out of those virgin pajama eunuchs running woke Twitter. It was, and man, I wish I had thought of something this clever. His tweet said, I wish we could go back to the days of 90s homophobia when being gay actually meant something because it wasn't being infiltrated by heterosexuals with personality disorders. If that doesn't hit the nail, right on the head. Now, I've been talking about our gender identity overlords in the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, who have basically taken over and are now running things with an iron fist. Sexual orientation? Okay, boomer. The 90s called. They want their issue back. We're focused on gender identity now. I might be into guys, but I'm not gay. I'm a transgender woman. This is the kind of crap we get with that mangled alphabet. Tons and tons and tons of heterosexuals with personality disorders. Oh, I'm non-binary. Oh, I'm gender fluid. Oh, I'm asexual gender queer. Oh, I'm two spirit. And on and on and on. Because everyone has to feel super special and unique. So what do they do? Exactly what all the other heterosexuals with personality disorders are doing. Copying each other over and over and over again. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And for our first story, well, I had this lined up, ready to go from TMZ. Ricky Martin bro defends him against allegations, claims nephews troubled. But this story's been moving way too fast to keep up with, especially on a a weekly-ish podcast. And it looks like, maybe possibly, it's now over and done. How's this from the New York Post? Ricky Martin declares justice as nephew withdraws disgusting incest claim. 
So the allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, nutty nephew who went out and got a restraining order under the Domestic Abuse Prevention and Intervention Act who accused his dear old Uncle Ricky of making sweet love to him for a couple of months, then stalking him when it ended, who got called nutty by his own father, Ricky's brother, he's decided that, well, maybe possibly, all of that is a bit of a a fantastical lie. Well, I guess I called that one wrong. You know, when this all started, I said, well, I guessed that it was one of two things. Number one, that Ricky, he was a creepy pervert stalking this guy. We didn't know it was the nephew at that point. Or number two, that Ricky like a lot of middle-aged queens, and you chicken hawks, you know who you are. But like a lot of middle-aged queens, he got himself a boy toy, and now the boy toy, because we know what hysterical drama queens, millennial Gen Z kids are, which is doubly so for millennial Gen Z queens. And this millennial Gen Z queen was only doing this for the attention. Hey, everyone, look at me, look at me. I'm being stalked by Ricky Martin. But I did not, in my original analysis, I did not factor in a third possibility. Did not think of this as a possibility at all. The unhinged nephew scenario. And you gotta be, folks, quite a bit off the deep end to go into court to get yourself a restraining order, publicly accuse your world-famous gay uncle of a months-long incestuous relationship that went south and that and that he's been lurking about, Ricky has, stalking the crap out of you. That is to crazy, folks. What? David Hogg is to dumb a complete blithering idiot, which is to say, total whack job crazy. So Ricky is a free man, completely vindicated. You know what this kid could do though, white boy Malcolm X? What he could say to help get him out of trouble over all this, because And this is rhetorical, so don't worry about actually having to answer me. But you know, at some point, some dopey celebrity journalist is going to catch up with him, corner him, and ask, why on God's green earth would you accuse your uncle of banging and stalking you only to recant a few weeks later? What this kid could do to possibly get out of some of this, assuming he's as off his rocker as his own father said he is, maybe he could pull a a Chet Hanks, blame his world-famous uncle, Ricky Martin, 
Kind of like that loser dopehead, Chet Hanks. Like he blames his world-famous A-list parents, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, for all for all his problems, just because they're, they're world-famous A-list celebrities. Maybe this could be his out. Sorry, everyone, for accusing my uncle, Ricky Martin, of banging me six ways to Sunday, making sweet, sweet love to me like only a man who sings She Bangs can, and then stalking the hell out of me when I denied him my delicate flower. I only did this because he's a a world-famous celebrity, and I just couldn't cope with it. His fame drove me to it. So technically, all this is his fault. From Bloomberg, recruiters are burned out and Gen Z job demands aren't helping. Hiring professionals are exasperated by bold pay requirements and fickleness from young job applicants amid great resignation turbulence. Does this surprise anyone? that Gen Z kids out there are being complete pain in the asses about their job demands. And these poor beleaguered folks in HR or TA, that's talent acquisition. They're thinking of quitting their jobs in record numbers. And a recent survey found that 77% of high-ranking recruiters are open to changing their jobs along with 65% of HR professionals. And some of them are pointing to the -the over-the-top demands and fickleness of young applicants as a key source of tension. Not like that'll improve at wherever they jump to. Gonna have to deal with basically some version of the same brat. And in the story, they had an example of a recent college graduate who was asking for $90,000, wanted fully remote and unlimited PTO, which is what fully remote is. Barely working, doing just enough to get by, and collecting your full salary. Or two salaries. There have been stories out there of people who, and you have to be a, a complete, blithering idiot to take that public, but they openly bragged anonymously to the media about how they were working two full-time remote jobs, juggling between the two, giving each employer just enough to get by. Oh, but we're so much more productive being remote. Liar. Liar, liar, pants on fire. And if that's not bad enough, demanding 90K right out of college, fully remote, and all the time off in the world, some of these kids are going back to the recruiters after they accepted and started a job, and they're like, this job is way more stressful than I thought it would be. I want more money and more time off. They want to renegotiate their package because the little prince, little princess, little non-binary member of the royal family work is is hard for them. 
They want the salary and the perks. They just don't want the responsibility that comes with it. And I had a friend of mine who worked in a startup, and he would complain about some of the brats he had to deal with. They negotiate a fat title for themselves with a lower salary. Then six months later, demanded the salary that went with the title. The title, they didn't really earn the old-fashioned way through actually working for it. They're the, it's been six months, where's my promotion crowd? You had them or he had these managers who wanted the title, the salary, the office, but never wanted to manage their people. They just hid in their office all day long. All the rewards without any of the responsibility. And that startup went under. Gee, I wonder why. And I can see one of these kids at a job interview. I have a gender studies degree from Yale. That's an Ivy League school. Yes, I see that. And you think that's relevant for the job you're applying to? Oh, absolutely. I learned how to recognize other people's pronouns and how to show respect and politely ask what they are. You went to Yale for that? Well, I minored in political science. So I see myself, well before 30, of course, as either a a high-powered lobbyist on K Street or maybe replacing Elizabeth Warren in the Senate. And your salary requirements again? Yeah, I need $90,000 and unlimited PTO. And do you have a program to pay off my student loans? I owe Yale like $300,000. I don't want to pay that back. So you want $90,000 a year, unlimited PTO, and you want us to agree to pay off your $300,000 in student loans. Is remote work an option? This is a shift supervisor role here at Starbucks. You do know that, right? Yes, why? Well, we don't offer remote work in our stores. You can't remotely make a latte. Well, I can remotely manage people who make lattes. Not here at Starbucks. Do you do hybrid? Like one day in, four remote? No. Well, if I have to come in every day, I want $120,000. You want us to pay you $120,000 to serve coffee. No, you're right. Make it $130,000. It's a bad commute. And I can totally see that. So, you people in HR, you people in bratty acquisition, I mean talent acquisition, Bless your hearts. Bless your hearts. Six ways to Sunday. And you have as much fun as you can with that. Just a couple of quick news headlines here. Nothing worth stopping over on for more than a minute or two. From Esquire, the euphoria of Elliot Page. In his own words, The actor and advocate talks about his childhood, his career, his transition, and his life 
though not necessarily in that order. I got nothing on Elliot Page. Nothing to say about him. But I tell you what, I uh, I hope he tipped him for that. That media hand job, those girls over at Esquire gave him. Because, folks, that was one hell of a, a glowing article. I bet you Tom Daly, that spoiled cat boy, that pocket queen in a Speedo, that gay media superhero, I bet even that queen, he was like, why the hell can't I get glowing coverage like that? I'm Tom Daly. Yes, we know, princess. That article was so over the top, folks, that we might have to create a whole new category of gay media hero, the super duper hero, reserved, of course, for the transgenders and non-binary folks in the tribe, gays and bisexuals, part-time gays, all you original members of the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, you're not worthy. It'll be okay, though, you queens out there. Especially you size queens. Here, this next one's for you. And it's from people. Summer penis is real. Doctors agree that heat may make men's penises appear larger. Summer is in full swing, and so too apparently, is a phenomenon called summer penis. You girls know what to do with that one. Enjoy your summer. Dump them in the fall when that thing shrinks. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From CNBC. Harris Newsom engaged with donors as possible 2024 bids loom if Biden doesn't run. If Biden doesn't run. Creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer. He's done. They're already trying to take him out now. If he's lucky, they'll let him stay through the end of his term. But they're tossing that kooky family to the curb Come 2024. You think the slow drips on Hunter aren't going to turn into a fire hose starting next year? So it looks like 
Queen Kamala versus Gavin Gayface Marie Antoinette Newsom. And let's not forget Pocket Queen Pete. He might have moved to Michigan to hedge his bets on a potential Senate seat or the governor's mansion. But that queen, he wants the big prize. And Justin Buttigieg, that low-ranked queen from Michigan, he wants to be first lady. Peter, I am going to be first lady. So you need to take out Queen Kamala and Gavin Gay face Marie Antoinette Newsom. I will not have you losing to them. You hear me? You do not want to see how pissed off I'll get. You make me a senator's spouse. Not happening, Peter. So this will get interesting. Can't wait for the fireworks to begin between these clowns. From Grid, a shark expert tells us to stop freaking out about shark attacks and sightings. If sharks wanted to eat us, they would. The world averages just 70 shark attacks a year. I saw this one, and I just, well, chuckled a bit, rolled my eyes a little. You know, a lot of this is just a a media-sensationalized, over-the-top panic about Jaws coming to get people. Off the Cape here in Massachusetts, every time they see a shark, they go nuts. Close the beaches. Don't let anyone near, even the sand, just in case Jaws, he comes up on out of the water and gets you, drags you back into the ocean, where he chomps you to death. And of course, just to double down on the hysteria, around here they blame, what else? Climate change. It's climate change driving sharks to troll Cape Cod looking for people to devour. And what's the reality? About 70 shark attacks a year spread out over the entire world. If you're down in the Cape, down in Provincetown, partying it up at the beach, you're significantly more likely to catch the monkeypox from another queen down there than you are getting eaten by a shark. But they love, love, love their eco-disaster porn. Climate change-induced shark attacks. Love the silly drama around this sort of thing. So they sit around fretting more about being eaten by a shark than any of the other hundreds or thousands of other calamities that may befall them, like being struck by lightning or getting in a car crash before Jaws does them in. Here, Just the other day on Boston.com, 14 shark sightings Wednesday on Cape Cod. The sharks were all sighted between 9.58 a.m. and 4.05 p.m. Oh, no. Myrtle, fetch me my smelling salts. Jaws is coming to get me. 
from Harper's Bazaar. Millennials are hitting 40. What is that going to look like? On coming into your own in unsettled times. What's that going to look like? Millennials turning 40. I don't know about you folks, but why do I get the sense that millennials, they're going to navel gaze the crap out of this, obsess endlessly and publicly all over social media about their hitting 40, hitting middle age. And since millennials, they're the most put upon generation ever, and no one has had to suffer like a millennial when it comes to growing up and having to adult. Them turning 40, that's going to be another mass hysteria event as well. Even baby boomers who are, up until now, the most self-absorbed generation in world history, even they are going to be like, holy crap, these kids are exhausting with all this carrying on about getting older. You know, you baby boomers out there, these are your bratty kids. It's your fault we're going to have to hear all this crying and complaining in the first place. The gift no one wants, but that keeps on giving. White Boy Malcolm X. Now that we're done watching this latest season of Stranger Things, which, by the way, folks, great show. And that's on Netflix. But I have to admit, first time I tried watching it, too triggering for me with all that early to mid-80s stuff. That was junior high and high school for me. And it's just one of those things where I got through it and didn't look back. And I'm sure I'm not the only one out there who feels that way. But anyway, White Boy Malcolm X, do you know what, after watching last season, do you know what Blyer is? B-Y-L-E-R. Blyer. No. I didn't think so. Blyer is, well, it's like Benifer, Ben Flake and, and Jennifer Lopez, almost said Aniston. It's a, it's a cutesy name combo for a couple. And so Blyer, these are the characters' names, Will Byers and Mike Wheeler. There you go, white boy Malcolm X. You got it now. But for everyone else not in the know, Mike is the the tall, lanky kid dating Eleven. She's the young lady with the superpowers. And Will Byers, he's the kid with that hideous bowl cut. And well, here's the story. It's from... It's another one from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Stranger Things actor comes out swinging for Mike and Will romance. 
So I guess, well, the actor's name is Noah Schnapp. He plays Will Byers. He confirmed that his character is gay and in love with Mike Wheeler. Mike is played by Finn Wolfhard. Now that's a name, Wolfhard. But Noah here, he'd be open to a a blier romance with Finn's character. Poor Finn. That kid is screwed. Someone asks him about it. He better be like, oh, hell yeah, let's do it. Anything less, poor kid's going to get labeled a homophobe. What do you mean you don't like Blyer, you bigot? And I told you, white boy Malcolm X, I told you that kid was an FQA. Noah Schnapp, who I guess was also in the news. I saw something about it the other week. He pissed off some, I don't know what the hell this chick does. Singer, rapper, something. She goes by Doja Cat. Don't ask folks. The things that make news these days. The vapid celebrity news. But I told you, white boy Malcolm X, that Noah Schnapp was an FQA. And an FQA, folks, is a future queen of America. It's what you call queens who are still hiding out in that closet. Like Ricky Martin, circa 2000. Hiding so far back in the closet, he was behind the shoes. But with an FQA, they know, you know, they're pretty sure you know, but no one talks about it. Just waiting for the right time to officially come out, even though they scream queen. FQA. Although, now that I think about it, I don't know if he's come out officially. Now, he's been running around telling anyone who will listen all about his gay character. And I look at that kid and I think, FQA. And I swear, folks, a couple times when we were watching Stranger Things, a couple times he was speaking on the show, I swear I saw a a tiny purse fall out of his mouth. Maybe two. But I guess maybe possibly he could be playing gay for pay. Now that might trigger the crap out of Michael Urey and Billy Eichner. But he's, what? What is he? 18, 19 years old? He's, I guess, not my thing. But if you're a a Kevin Spacey chicken hawk type, he's a cute little Twinkie. Possibly a cute little Gaby. So maybe those two clowns, Michael and Billy, maybe not too triggered if the young ones if that's their thing. And Noah, if and when you do come out, welcome to the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. And while I have your attention, let me give you the same advice I give to every other young celebrity Gaby out there when they come out. 
If you're looking for a mentor or guide to show you around, shepherd you around the community, whatever you do, son, do not use Gus Cantworthy, that silly queen, to help you out. You do not want to become the next Colton Underwood, that new gaby, who I guess isn't so new these days. But anyone but Goose, him or Kevin Spacey, but you're probably too old for him anyway. And for our last story, folks, it's from page six. Lisa Rinna, shame on R-H-O-B-H for giving mom's death only one episode. Now, I assume that R-H-O-B-H, that is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Never watched it. Never watched any of those Real Housewives shows. They're Real Housewives, like White Boy Malcolm X's Ronald McDonald blow-up doll, the one he bangs to get his ginger fix. They're Real Housewives, like that blow-up doll is a real ginger. Not at all. They're fame-seeking, desperate social climbers like Meghan Markle. That's all they are. And I have no idea who this Skeletor chick is. Lisa Rinna. Which I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Lisa, if you're out there listening to this podcast, sorry, dear for not knowing who you are and for maybe possibly butchering the hell out of your last name. And this picture of her in this article from page six, her face is so mangled. This is what you get, folks, when you try to be cheap and go to some strip mall plastic surgeon, but her face is so stretched, Pulled back, even Mickey Rourke is going, Damn, honey, enough. And that man, he has no room to talk. But with this, Lisa here, she's acting like a a New England Patriots fan when Rob Gronkowski retired from Tampa Bay and they all got butt hurt because he didn't thank them along with the Tampa Bay fans. Like every time he retires, Gronk has to give them some sort of media hand job over it. And so Lisa's mother died. And my condolences, Lisa. In all seriousness, sorry for your loss. Not making fun of that at all. But the show gave her mother, Luis D'Andrade Rinna, That's a whole lot of last names I can't pronounce. But they gave her mother an episode for whatever. I have no idea what they did. Didn't watch the episode. I guess they they said only nice things about her. Didn't backstab her the way I imagine these catty fake housewives. What they do to each other. And so Lisa got but heard about it, her mother only getting one episode. 
And so she goes on to, Jesus Christmas, Instagram, to bitch, moan, and complain about it. Lisa is 59 years old, acting like a, a hysterical, spoiled teenager when you screw up their super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns. I'm sure even Grandma Madonna, who has herself a, a grand gay old time, writhing around like a, a spent hooker when she's up on Instagram, I'm sure, I'm sure Grandma Madonna, even she is like, have some dignity, dear. Can you imagine being that self-absorbed, that vainglorious to carry on about something like this in public? Your dead mother not getting enough coverage on your fake reality show so everyone over there Producing this dumpster fire is a monster. Poor princess, not getting enough attention. Like that was ever about her mother. No. Like everything else in Lisa's world, her mother's death, all about her. You know, I feel bad, white boy Malcolm X. I do. Yes, sir, I do. I might have to apologize to Chet Hanks. I call that dopey kid AOC dumb, and that's pretty dumb, folks. But AOC dumb, to be that tone deaf, to carry on like he was, blaming his famous mommy and daddy for all his problems, I called him an ungrateful douchebag or carrying on like he was. But compared to Lisa here, this vapid, blithering idiot, clown of a reality star, Chet Hanks is, he's a piker compared to Lisa Rinna, who's only famous for being a a catty, narcissistic, backstabbing biatch on a fake reality show. But in her world, In her low-voltage mind, she's the sun everyone else orbits. And if you're in her orbit, you have fun with that. So on that note, since I cannot top this silly, fake Beverly Hills housewife, this desperate social climber, being butthurt about her dead mother's send-off on that that big clown car of a show, even if she thinks delusionally that she's the center of the universe for all us lay people to worship. Since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekend edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.